Also, fucking Philly. Dude, I know I'm biased. Gretzky had it, lost it. Eisenman picks it up. Eisenman moving. Blue line chance. Oh! Ladies and gentlemen, this is Puck Puck Pass, and these are your hosts, the hockey know-it-alls, KJ and Zach Math. What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Puck Puck Pass. As always, I'm KJ, joined by Zach Mack. Dude, how are you doing today? Dude, I'm doing well. I don't know if you keep up with my Twitter bio, but I'm now a five-time Fall Guys champ, and I'm feeling uh, pretty good about that. All right, and that was Puck Puck Pass for this week. Thank you guys so much for this. Dude, fuck off with bragging about your Fall Guys wins. Are you kidding me with that? You brought the, you brought the game up on this show, so I'm going to keep you posted on this show. It's absolutely ridiculous. I'm still chasing my first one. So, Dude, I'm literally, we're going to talk a lot about Vegas this episode, and I am Vegas. When I first started playing, like before it took over the world, I was like, I was getting so close every single game. I was so close. And then... There was like a period where I was getting to like the middle rounds. You kind of saw when I was playing, like team games were fucking me over. Yep. And now I'm just kind of like, I'm still a powerhouse, but I'm not quite there yet. So maybe in a couple of weeks, I too will get my first Stanley Cup slash Fall Guys crown. Yeah, to your credit. I mean, I heard it from you first and I, pretty much everybody plays it now that I see. So um, I think... I got my wins out of the way. I don't think I'll probably win anymore now that more people join me. Good. How's PGA Tour 2K21 treating you? It's good, man. I thought it was too easy at first, and I realized I just had it at a really low level. So yeah. Could. Okay. Uh, yeah, because as you started saying that, I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, because when you play online, you 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 have to play on pro. Okay. And it is, dude, it's a nightmare. I've shot, I've probably played 100 online games, and I've shot under par like 10 times. How do the online games work? I've only I haven't played online yet. Is so what I eighteen? You play. It depends on what game mode you want to play, because that depends on how many people uh-huh. are on there. But there's just like uh, the one I play is like one on one stroke play, basically. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Uh, and so it goes quick, but it's it's fucking tough. Pro is tough, but I do recommend both those games. Also, the cycle. Uh, I just put out a video actually on YouTube, youtube.com slash hosted by KJ. That game is a PVPVE, which means player versus player versus environment, uh, battle royale. It's out of this world fun. I saw it's your on, tweet about it. It's only on PC, but it's so much fun. Uh, anyway, so the hockey part of the podcast, <laughs> we're going to we're going to talk about a trade that happened, we're going to talk about the games that have happened, series that are over, series that are hopefully not going to wrap up tonight as we record this because Colorado and Dallas play tonight and Dallas leads a series 3-2. I have a game for Zach. Other than that, we're going to go on tangents and get distracted. But let's start with Tampa Bay ousting the Boston Bruins. First of all, all right, patted myself on the back. What about the Bruins made them so awful in this series? By the way, the series was four to one. Like, I think people think it was like a close series. It yeah. Was. Yeah. The, the last game went to double OT. 
So maybe that's why people feel like it was close. Uh, I was disappointed as much as I like to brag about my Fall Guys wins. You did pick the Lightning. I picked the Bruins, and the Bruins never really did look into the series, to your point. Um, you could, we could throw a myriad of excuses at it. Rask left. They say Pasternak was dealing with an injury the entire postseason. I don't know, you know, the severity of that, but I, I don't know if it was fatigue, but the Lightning definitely looked more ready for the series. And I, and I sometimes, like, sometimes I, I caught myself wondering during the double OT game, I was like, had Tampa gotten through Columbus last year, th- this probably would have happened last year too. Oh, absolutely. My my big thing for this series, especially after you mentioned it the last time we recorded, the fact that Zdeno Chara plays for an NHL team during the third period or overtime of any game in any situation is fucking insane. Bruce Cassidy should lose his job for how much he played Zdeno Chara. I know that's <laughs> a little bit of an exaggeration, but dude, it's it's insane to me that he just keeps putting him out on the ice. If he didn't have reach, he'd be a useless defenseman. I don't know what the goals against and expected goals and all that are when he's on the ice, but I know they have to make up for it somewhere else. And when you're playing a speedy team like Tampa, it I don't know. I, I shit on Tampa a lot because of their coaching. But outside of that, I mean, they – they beat Boston up and down the ice a lot of for most of these games. But Zidane Chara stood out as being a fucking cancer on that defense. Yeah, Char- it's got to be over, right? Yeah, he sucks. Uh, and and the <laughs> I, I I say it and every time I see him walk out on the ice because he barely skates at this point. He just walks. Uh, he he's. Keith Jones said when the series was over, who I've come to like, by the way, I want to th- I, that's a conversation for another time, but I've come to like Keith Jones. Uh, that's actually a conversation we're never going to have. <laughs> uh, he said after the series, he's like, he mentioned, you know, this could possibly be the end of an era. Chara, cornerstone player for this franchise, leaving. It's a sad moment. And in my head, I'm screaming, this is not a sad, like, if you're a Boston fan, you should be elated that Chara is gone or, or retires or should retire at least because not just that is you could put me out there and I'd be probably more I wouldn't have a reach but I would still probably be faster and more useful than Char is yeah I, it hockey is the only it's hard for me to put into words how annoying it is that this guy's probably going to be a hall of famer because he he only not only I don't know I guess only won one Norris trophy and it's because of his stature. It doesn't doesn't look like he had a phenomenal season. I mean, he had a shit ton of block shots, but when you cover up more than an entire doorway mm-hmm. in the shooting lane, like that's the type of stuff. But other than I, hockey reference doesn't tell me exactly how many All Star games it is, but off the top of my head, it looks like like seven. But the Norse has turned into the who is due to win it award, like. All sorts of hockey writers have started talking about that. And I started to pay attention because even before the season, you can kind of start to see who's going to win the Norris Trophy. It's not like when Lidstrom was dominating the award because he was just simply the best defenseman. I don't see what about Chara's game other than being very big is is so revolutionary that people just have to 
gnaw on his skill every time. I don't get it. Because if he wasn't 6'7", 260, or whatever the fuck, 6'9", 260, whatever, we're, we're right back at, like, he's just, everyone posts that Nathan Gerby screenshot or picture of him standing next to Nathan Gerby. That's why Charles is going to go in the Hall of Fame, because he was really tall next to a guy that's really short. Yeah. Uh, kind of an anomaly, if you will. He had one Norris Trophy, right? One, one Norris Trophy and one Messier Award. Which in hockey is enough to get you the Hall of Fame because this is what I was going to go back to. This is the only sport where people will continue. It's crazy to me that Boston could be like, good, I'm glad Tuka left. He's a problem. But they're like, oh, I'm going to miss Chara so much. He's such a heart and soul of this team. If that guy is why you've been winning, then I think we're overrating Boston a little bit. Not to mention, you know, all their playoff failures since 2011 which no one really talks about i was gonna say if he's the reason for success it would explain why they only have one championship after all these years of talent yeah that is that's a that's a different podcast we'll do that another time uh tampa moving forward are you worried for any of the western conference teams i think tampa now i think tampa makes for the best final coming out of the east Uh, i like well, yeah, we're going to talk about the other two teams here in a minute. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to say. Uh, I, I Problem? Uh, no, unless it's Dallas, which it won't be. Interesting. Yeah, I, which it won't be. Yeah, I hope it's not too strictly for the fact. Like, all right, let's – I'm not worried about Tampa beating Colorado or Vegas either. Uh, I am somewhat worried about Tampa against – the Islanders. So let's talk about that series. Uh, it's basically over. I mean, the Islanders have two more chances to close it out. They should have last night. Uh, apparently, Claude Giroux can just... If you're walking down the street and you see Claude Giroux, he's going to hit you in the face with a stick. And he knows he's not going to get called for it if it's in crunch time. So uh, we can talk about that. Uh, Flyers got away with murder for the last like eight minutes of the game including overtime, and the Islanders still found a way to claw back, force overtime. They had some chances, and they barely had any shots. The last I checked, they had like 18 on net by the time they scored their second goal. Game ended 4-3. Series is 3-2. Do you think the Flyers can can, uh, can do this, can pull it off? I don't think so. Good. That's smart. Uh, <laughs> I don't think – I I would just be I, let me put it this way I don't think Claude Drew shows up for I I don't even know I'm not even convinced I heard that he had contributed last night so he scored a goal there. on a tip so Claude yeah, Drew yeah. was all the way back yeah yeah <laughs> I saw that replay and I was wondering today I was like is this what people were talking about like he he just deflects this puck and he goes in so shots yeah, ended sorry shots ended thirty two thirty two so the Islanders did turn it on in overtime that's what it was okay so. I mentioned to you uh, off air that I didn't watch this game. I watched, I elected to watch the NBA game seven, which I regret because it was a bunch of people missing shots. Yeah, and you also um, host a hockey podcast, so. Yeah, uh, but I, I again, I figured, I figured the Islanders were just going to finish it out in five, and if not, they got two more shots. So uh, I didn't watch it, but I heard about the penalties or the lack thereof, I guess. And no, man, nothing about what I heard from yesterday's game. Uh, 
convinces me that Philadelphia is back and put can put together a stretch, even if one game could do that, which it can't, and it's the Flyers, and I've watched the rest of their games, I think the Islanders probably win this in six, which I picked originally. Yeah. I, I don't know what I picked at the beginning of the series. It might have been six. It might have been Philly in seven. I think no. I think you picked New York in seven. To be honest with you, I have it screenshot. I'll check that, right now. That sounds more like me. There's, there's been a lot of talk on Twitter, and I'm interested to get your take on this because obviously this is a copycat league. I also think the Islanders are going to close it out in the next game, but uh, there's been a lot of talk about people wanting the Flyers to win because it's a copycat league, and people don't want the Islanders to set the precedent. But I don't know if I don't know if you saw my tweet to Greg Wyshynski today. But I did. I was going to bring it up. I'm not convinced that Philly is good enough for people to want to copy the Islanders. If the Islanders like made it to the, the cup final and they play the Stars, and we watch those two teams for seven games just not shoot the puck, then, yeah, people will start to copy that, and the league will go back to what it was in the 90s, and hockey will die again. But I will say the Islanders are pretty fun. And I'd like to formally apologize to Islanders fans for how I treated your team, not you. You, The fans, they still fucking suck, and John Tavares doesn't deserve what you put him through. But the team is really fun. And other than Josh Bailey seemingly not knowing how to play hockey sometimes, the core of that team is really, really good. Yeah, I, I agree with you, and I was going to – answer your question in, in two parts. A, I agree with you. I don't think that Philly is good enough for people to mimic what people are doing to beat them. But on the second hand, I also think people should probably be mimicking the Islanders if you don't have one or two star players on your team because shit works. Like, I, I mean, they played pretty solid game. They're Like you said, they're rather exciting for not having a tier one superstar on their team, I think. I just think you shouldn't try to copy a Barry Trotz system unless you have Barry Trotz because you know who did and who's been fired, I think, since we last recorded is Todd Reardon. He ran dollar store Barry Trotz system and it sucked. And the Capitals are worse today than they were a year ago because of Todd Reardon trying to coach a style that he could not do. I don't know if he couldn't motivate the guys. I don't know if Ovi wasn't on board with it, which affects the whole team. I mean, Holtby was obviously very bad and and presumably on his way out. But unless you have Barry Trotz, I don't think anybody should be trying to do this. And that's not because I like fun hockey, but it's it really is. <laughs> it really does just seem like a thing that only Barry Trotz can coach teams the way he does. You can't copy somehow. He's figured it out, but nobody seems to be able to copy what he does. Because he's done it with two different, totally different teams now. Right. I, 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 don't, uh, I don't know coaching styles enough to know how easy it is to copy another coach's coaching style. But my only point is, like, if I've got, like, the Red Wings who suck, if we could get them playing like the Islanders, that'd be great. Yeah, man, I just, you know, that's not going to happen. No, I know it's not. Okay. Well, Until we hire Barry Trotz. Until we hire Barry Trotz. Uh, I texted you right when it happened. Gerard Gallant to Washington. Yeah. I could get on board with it. I don't really, I don't, here's the thing is I like Gerard Gallant because I like what he did with the Knights. But you don't like the Capitals uh, enough to want him to coach there. 
Yeah, exactly. I, I knew it. Capitals. See what? Are you still blocked by them? Yes. Damn shame. Uh, before we move on from the East, let's talk about a trade that pertains to an Eastern Conference team. The Montreal Canadiens decided they weren't spending enough on goaltenders. So they traded for Jake Allen with the St. Louis Blues. Again, true to this podcast form, I don't even have all the details of the trade written down. But I know Montreal got Jake Allen. Uh, my only question is why? Yeah, I saw <laughs> I don't know either. I like, I like It's a very Montreal thing to do, uh, I guess, to be my number one reason. Uh, number two, <sighs> Carey Price is getting up there. We're probably looking at a shortened season next year. You split time between Allen and Price. I, I don't, I don't know. I guess shores up some. De- I, I don't know. I, it's not. <laughs> if you're a, a, a Canadians fan and you're happy about this trade, my question is why? Because for the last decade or so, all I've been hearing about is how goalie is the only thing you've got figured out. So. <laughs> I really don't know. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Other than this is a very Montreal thing to do, and I'm excited to see a blow up in their face. Maybe they're going to try Jake Allen at center. That's probably what you they're going to try to do. At this point, I just don't understand. Like, I was I was reading this Twitter battle yesterday of of people trying to say that like the Coyotes should rebuild and everything. And one guy was like, "Oh no, they they definitely shouldn't. They, you know, they can still try to get Taylor Hall back and." They're just spending too much on goaltenders, which is fair because they're spending, what was it? It was, a, it was a pretty high amount, but the only like three teams spending more on goalies ahead of them were three teams whose one goalie was had a bigger cap hit than both of the Coyotes combined, which I don't think is that bad. Like the Coyotes are... I mean, they're not just fine. They're in a lot of trouble. But I don't think Ronta and and Kemper are an issue. Spending $15 million on goaltenders a year or having a $15 million cap hit for goaltenders a year is just insane. And you obviously can't take Carey Price because who's going to take a 33-year-old with a $10.5 million cap hit? Right. Who's not that fucking good. It, it is odd because Jake Allen's not going to make up for the defensive liabilities they have in front of Carey Price. It's, it really doesn't make a lot of sense to me other than they they don't see what they thought they'd see from their skaters and think that having 60 good starts instead of 45 is going to help them in the future. I, don't, I Fucking beating the Penguins is the worst thing that could have happened to Montreal. Yeah, I... and me, but mostly Montreal. <laughs> uh, moving on to the West, let's talk about it because it's the game tonight. The Avs fought back; they won Game Three, and then lost. God damn it! Why do I keep clicking away from this? They lost Game Four. What is that series? Three two. Yep. So what they win? You're talking about the Avs? Yeah. Or the, yeah, they won game three. They made it two to one, and then they went down three to one, and they, they made it three to two. Uh, oh, that's right. Yeah, Mon- Monday's game. I forgot they played back-to-back. I was looking at Sunday and couldn't figure out. Yeah, 
So they are coming off a win. And every time they beat Dallas, it's like, oh, fuck, they they figured it out. And Colorado's kind of doing exactly what we said Colorado would do in the sense that they're winning high-scoring games. And obviously their goaltending situation with the injuries is, is pretty tough. But do you – I mean, can they pull this off? I, I don't want to doubt it, but I'm, I am nervous for Colorado. Uh, I'm not. I haven't been for one. I cannot fucking believe you keep saying that. <laughs> I, know, I know, but it's, it's, it's honestly, I feel it in, in my core. I'm like, I, I, there's no, I'm not worried. I, I laughed when, when Bednar said that he was starting Hutchinson and they went through the whole thing. I, he drove from, he stayed in protocol while he was in Minneapolis, drove to Edmonton. He's good to go for the bubble. And I literally pictured him saying, we're going to start Hutchinson. And then looking over at his top line and going, goaltending didn't get us here, boys. And I'm about to prove it to you. So let's go out there and win a game. And then they go out and drop six goals. So I'm not, I, I think he literally was just trying to prove to them, like, you guys can't use goaltending as an excuse. Let's go out and win. They're going to do it. They're going to win game six and seven. And I told you, probably dropping seven in back-to-back games. That Yeah, that wouldn't blow me away. And that's, I mean, that's a good point. I, as you were saying that, I was like picturing him, you know, saying, hey, we're starting Hutchinson, and then looking directly at McKinnon and saying, we're starting Hutchinson. <laughs> and he just, he, it, it clicks. Like, just winks at him. Yeah, he's like, exactly. I mean, listen, they're, they're obviously incredibly talented. The one thing, and I've seen this already, so I'm not going to take credit for it, but the thing about Dallas that I forgot, because I'm, I'm literally wearing a Dallas shirt right now, trying to kind of reverse psychology this game tonight. But I, I don't dislike Dallas at all. But a couple years ago when I was kind of like coming around to liking Dallas with Sagan and Ben and Radulov doing what they do, they were what the Avs are now. They were high flying. They were high scoring. They were high energy. And then, you know, coaching changes and whatnot, things shifted. And now they're, you know, we're talking about them in the same breath as the Islanders, which is fine. But it's the same team. Just different coaching so them scoring all these goals and kind of taking it to the abs the way they have in their three wins makes a lot more sense than i initially perceived like there's actually a lot of evidence that dallas should be this good and could match up with vegas i just don't think they can put it together for that many games yeah it's it's kind of shocking that the offensive output they've put together in the bubble so far and for those of us, for those of you that haven't been with us for the long run, this this show is about two years old. And at the very beginning of it, I vaguely remember you talking about the stars in that fashion, how you were coming around to them, how you were excited to see how they're going to grow. And you're right; it is it is the same team. And we are sitting here like, still feel like these guys can grow, and it's two years later. So, but they're up three to two on the Avs, and this comes back to the question I asked Wish Wishinski on Twitter. I don't know if you saw it. We haven't had a game seven yet, and I wanted I wanted Greg's take on why he thought we haven't had a game seven yet, because I have my own theory that I think that this bubble is just there, there's not enough. Uh, Nobody wants to stay enough, in the bubble that long. <laughs> yeah, there's not enough. There's not enough parity to like. There's people are getting 
without the travel and with like back-to-backs being played in the playoffs now, people are getting tired and they just can't make it seven games. And the first team that gets tired, first team that runs out of gas, is going to be the first team that goes downhill more. But here we are in the West, and we got two that could possibly go to Game 7. So I'm asking you, do you think this one goes to Game 7? I do. And I think your point speaks to why the regular season is too long. Why is a sport do we want lesser what how should i put this what we're seeing people playing on half tank yes like why wouldn't we want to see what we're watching like yeah. i know guys aren't going to be this rested after a 60 game season or a 55 game season but they'd be fresher than they they are in normal yeah. years and if that means we get less game sevens, hey, I don't know if you remember about playoff time last year. I was on my game seven sucks rant. I remember that now. Yeah, I think I did ninety seconds on game seven. That's not to say I never want to see them, but I think we're just seeing better teams do what they do. If we get two game sevens, three game sevens because of the Eastern Conference, Western Conference, and Stanley Cup Finals, then it was worth the wait. And it was, it was worth all of it because those are going to be the best teams, even if it's Islanders, Bolts, Vegas, Stars, or whatever it is. It doesn't mean the hockey's any worse, and that is a very blue-collar hockey fan take. Like, oh, there's no Game 7s, this playoff sucks. And I'm not saying that's what you're saying, but I I haven't noticed it too much. I You probably just reminded me of that as you said it, but I don't think it's... Any worse for where? I mean, we had a couple game fives. Yeah, I to be honest with you, I hadn't noticed it until I was um, tweeting out our results from the Tampa-Boston. And I realized as I was tweeting it, I was like, none of these have finished in seven yet. It, which is, I thought was just weird. I was like, I don't know if we've ever gone a whole first round and almost a second round without a game seven. And really, in the first round, I think uh, Toronto and Columbus was the only game five. In the qualifying round. So would you rather have each round no overtimes or no game sevens? No game sevens. I'm 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 I don't mind not having a game seven. Okay. I'm not I'm not here I'm not here barking at, at no game sevens. I, I like I said I barely noticed it till the other day. Um and I, I very much agree with you. If if we don't have any game sevens and then we have them in both conference finals and the Stanley Cup final, definitely worth it. Speaking of which, um, not speaking of which, but I forgot to add this to the uh, Todd Reardon smear campaign. The Penguins hired him as an assistant <laughs> under Mike Sullivan. I almost mentioned yeah. it. <laughs> forgot, forgot about that. Uh, yeah, game sevens are fine, but if it, like we said, if, if the scenario means we get more of them later, then I'm fine with it. Something tells me fucking Philadelphia's going to win game six. But I, I hope not. And I, I think... A lot of these series, I mean, Tampa did what they did. Vegas, well, let's talk about it right now. Because I I think it was off air when we talked about this. But, I mean, dude, like, Vegas just seems like they're taking games off. Yeah, it's to me, it's like a case of, like, you can't go 16-0 and in the playoffs. I mean, I mean, you can. It's possible, but... I don't know what the statistical is. It 
I don't think anyone's ever done it, swept every single round. And that's literally the only reason the Vegas is losing games right now is because you can't sweep every round. Yeah, and I think they sixteen on Stanley Cup playoff teams. Um, I think they know if they tried to do that, they'd probably burn themselves out and be worse for wear. Uh, the Montreal Canadiens did it, of course. Oh, but they didn't probably, go sixteen yeah. and zero. Yeah, they went eight and zero. Yeah, okay, good. Yeah, because it was nineteen sixty. You know, the last time the Canadians were relevant. So I shouldn't do that. I like the Leafs too much, and it's been that long as well. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, Vegas, you talked about it off here. They put up a million shots in games they lose just to keep taking reps. I I know that's not really the case. I know they want to win every game and things like that. but And they're going to win tomorrow night handedly. They're going to wait for game seven. They're going to be a little rested. Mark Stone and Max Pacioretty should have statues put out, of team, put out in T-Mobile Arena already. But there is a little unrest in the goalie situation, obviously we talked about, wait, we talked about the flurry Alan Walsh. Yeah, okay. Yeah. We okay. Yeah. I mean, since then, like the Vegas Facebook page I'm in and everything like has a lot of people who obviously have years and, and years and years of hockey experience at a high level. I mean, these are, you know, really, really smart people and none of them had a problem with the black lives matter stuff. That's crazy. Right. Uh, anyway, these, these guys, like they, it's Fleury's team, so he should have the shot. Why don't you want to? Why don't you want to win a fucking Stanley Cup? Like, why would you rather be respectful of a guy who's been there longer? I get it. Just make sure he gets a fucking ring. Like Mark Andre Fleury would have a fourth Stanley Cup title, even if Robin, Robin Lehner won it for him. Do you think he fucking care? Like, I'm sure he he cares a little bit, but he's gonna keep playing after this year. It's it's just wild to me. Like, did you ever think as a kid, but I, I mean, Osgood's good, but like, don't you think other people should get a chance? <laughs> it, I don't know. It, it just doesn't make sense. I like, I like Marc-Andre Fleury. I think he's a great dude. He's obviously got a really close friendship with Sidney Crosby, which helps him in my eyes. But Robin Lehner has been unbelievable. And, you know, if we're going to talk goalies, let me mention Thatcher Demko. Congratulations on your first playoff win. It'll be your last this year, but... The future, the future is very bright for Vancouver. All right, let's let's pivot from Vegas because my love affair has gone on too much. Vancouver is not a team you want to fuck around with, though. And the future is bright in the West. We talked about it before, but the longer these Western Conference series go on, the better these teams are as far as like their future. I think. Yeah, the West is tough. West is tough, and you kind of want to be. I mean, obviously, Colorado got a quick jump on it. Vancouver seems to be next. It's and this is where I, I often think about Chicago, since we're going on this tangent about the Western Conference. Uh, teams got to get ahead of of the the next wave of Western Conference teams. You know, if if you're a Chicago fan, you want to be ahead of Arizona on this stuff because you're right. It's going to be Vancouver. If Dallas can figure stuff out, Dallas is going to be up there too, along with Vegas, Colorado. So, uh, yeah, Vancouver. I, I agree with you. I don't think they're a team you want to fuck around with, but I also don't – I don't know. I, I'm not convinced that the Knights are fucking around with them. I, I just think the net, that the Knights ran into – I mean, it was a – what was it? Two-to-one game? I think it was two-to-one. So, um, you mentioned it. They're putting up a bunch of shots. They they put up in their game two loss to Vancouver, 40. They put up 43 last night in their loss, and then to Corey Crawford, he made like 40-some saves, I think. So, 
reps, the chances are there. I just think like in this simulation that we live in, you can't go like like you've played you've played NBA two K. No matter how many open shots you get in the wreck in a row, you're bound to miss an open layup because the simulation won't let you shoot 100%. And that's just what this is. It, the simulation won't let Vegas go 16-0, but they'll get there. Yeah, I. that's a great way to put it. I think, I mean, that could have been, I honestly do not know off the top of my head, that could have been the first time Vegas has ever even seen Thatcher Demko. So, I mean, I would I would kind of assume it is. Not just in yeah, the playoffs. Yeah. So, you know, that's always kind of tough. You know, the Matt Murray type effect. But, yeah, I I wouldn't say Vegas is fucking around with them. I think, you know, like we talked about, moving forward, it's going to be good living for these four Western Conference teams. i trying to even think back to, like, earlier in the playoffs and who really – I mean, obviously Edmonton's in a tough spot. I saw, oh, Pierre LeBrun. I meant to bring this up on the podcast. Pierre LeBrun was tweeting about Patrick Line to somewhere. And it was one of those moves where it could shake up. Oh, it was Carolina. The Hurricanes could trade for Patrick Line. But I don't know. Moving forward as a whole, I think the four teams, you know, I don't want to discount St. Louis, but the way they looked in that first round just was not great. So, so it'll be interesting, but Vegas and six, all the way. The okay, rest of this the, one, the, the rest of the way, they're going to win six this series, next series, and the finals. Hey, sorry, my dogs are barking. Um, did we miss anything before we hop into a game? Is there any other points you want to talk about? Um, no, I don't think so. Uh, I'm glad you said. Um, Vegas and six. I was gonna ask if you thought that one went to seven. And I also, I agree. Vegas and six. Um, and the one I'm most nervous about going to seven, like you mentioned earlier, is Philadelphia. That's the only one where if it went to seven, I'd be heavily invested because I do not want Philly to advance. But we can go to a game now. Yeah. No. I I don't know if I can handle Vegas game seven again. I physically do not think I'd be able to watch that game. What? I, I think. I think Vegas might blow them out, but I would sit down on my couch and not move my ass. What Game 7 of the first round did to me last year, I still don't think I've recovered. <laughs> uh, and also, yeah, the Philly thing. But important to remember, Game 7 doesn't mean much as far as home ice advantage. Which is another thing we got to talk about in another episode. Home ice advantage is such a bullshit concept. but And it's, it's being proven now. Uh, all right, game time. Speaking of overtime... We haven't really, but this game, I don't have a name for it, but it's basically famous overtime winners in the playoffs. I'm going to give you date, matchup, round, and if I I have it written down what game and what round it was, just tell me who won the, who had the overtime winner. These are famous ones, so it's not like random first round games and stuff. So you'll you'll know these players. I think, yeah, all these players are pretty well known players. And then there's a bonus question at the end, uh, if you need it, because there's six. I have six questions. You got to get four right to win. Okay. Number one. This was game six. This was May twenty fifth, two thousand twelve. Devils Rangers second round. Overtime. Who won it? 
You need the, the player. player right? Yeah, the player. Okay. May oh, this is a day before. This was a series winning overtime winner. Rangers Devils. I'm gonna say, wow! I can't. I don't think I can. I don't think I can picture this. You one. can hear uh, this one. I promise you, you can hear this goal. 2012, man. That was a long time ago. So I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say. <laughs> Bra, uh, no, no, Scott Niedermeyer. Ooh, I think that I think he was long gone by then. But let <laughs> me recreate the call for you, and you'll be mad at yourself. Henrik, it's over. The Devils win. Do you remember Doc Emmerich with the Henrik call? Baby. You don't, dude. It's like the NHL's go-to Doc Emmerich call. You have to look. Look at look off after this game. Adam Henrique won the game for them. Adam Henrique. Yeah. People forget he was a devil. They shouldn't, but he did. Uh, this one should be a little bit easier. May thirteenth, two thousand thirteen. Boston Bruins are playing the Toronto Maple Leafs in Game Seven. Who won it in overtime? Brad Marchand. I'll give you one more guess. You get a half a point. That was the three to one or four to one in the third period game. Nala's upset that you got that one wrong. I was gonna say she even she's booing me, bro. It's not Uh, oh and two. I'll give you a hint with this one when it comes up because I wrote down the wrong one, but I couldn't find the uh, date for the other one. June 1st, 2014, conference finals. Blackhawks, LA Kings. Game seven. Who won it in overtime? 2014. Important to remember. Was this the. Uh... Oh, oh, the hint. Sorry. The hint was this player also won the Stanley Cup in overtime later. Oh, uh, Alec yes. Martinez. Uh, that's because that's that Alec Martinez goal where he won the Stanley Cup is the the hockey goal that I picture in my mind. All, like when people are like, "Explain me overtime like that." Yeah. I always remember that. Uh, yeah, uh, Alec Martinez scored that goal a couple seconds. No, a couple seconds after Nick Letty dropped his stick, and I I sat there and said, "Fucking Nick Letty's gonna lose this game for us." <laughs> and he did. Uh, yeah, that that was heartbreaking. So you're one and two, not bad. Remember the bonus questions were three points. So you're now all you have to do is get the bonus question right. Uh, number four, May twenty fifth, two thousand twelve. May twenty fifth again. Twenty twelve again. Oh, twenty seventeen. Sorry, you're right. You're right. <laughs> yeah, uh, two thousand seventeen. My sevens look like twos. Conference finals, game seven, double overtime. Pens sends. Who won it? I feel like 2017. I should know this. Uh, Penguin. Back when the sends were in the. Uh... Well, it's back when Eric Carlson was elite, and that's that's why the sends were. Uh... Let me tell you, it wasn't Sidney Crosby, but he set it up. Crosby collects it in the slot, passes up. 
Um, oh, 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 tip my tongue. Crypt, uh, yep. Kunitz. Thank God I love Doc Emmerich. I'm just, the, the calls are the only <laughs> thing that put it together. Yeah, yeah, that was a good one. That was a good uh, one. All right, two and two. Nice. Uh, April 21st, 2019. In the first round, game six. Vegas Golden Knights, San Jose Sharks. Who won it? Oh, give me a second. Night Sharks. What game game six. Game six. Uh, and this shark, this Sharks player is still on the team. I know you knew it was the Sharks, but this he's still on the team. Yeah, it was one of them. It was it's one of them. It actually uh, is not good. I know who you're thinking of, and this isn't. A hint so much, but Barkley Goudreau won game seven. This is a more well-known shark than Barkley Goudreau. So it's, it's, um, God, was it, I'm going to, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to guess. Was it-, it was Thomas Hurdle. Yes. Yes. Bro. I vaguely remember him doing something important. <laughs> I guess I, I mean I don't think he's a role player just because Pavelski's gone now. But poor Thomas Hurdle signing that one year deal for one million dollars, <laughs> trying to get the team over the home. <laughs> oh, that fucking sucks. And then he had a bad year. Uh, <clears throat> all right, last one of the regular round. All right, this one's gonna be easy. 2010, game six. Stanley Cup Finals, overtime. Flyers, Blackhawks. Who won? Patrick Kane. Uh, bonus question for shits and giggles. This could give. This could basically make you perfect for the day. It'll erase number one and number two. Okay. On April twelfth, two thousand twelve, two overtime winners were scored in the playoffs. One by Martin Hansel. One by Martin Havlett. One of them played for the Sharks. One of them played for the Coyotes. Who played where? It was Martin Hansel, Hansel, whatever, and Martin Havlett. And the two teams were? The Coyotes and the Sharks. So I'm going to say... Hansel played for the Coyotes and have a That was good. Seven for six. Nice job. Yeah, dude. Games get... There have not been as many overtime playoff games as I imagined. I mean, there's been a lot. Don't get me wrong. In Wiki... Or Hockey Reference does a good job of lining them up. But I was going to go based on guys who have the most... Like, overtime winners. But... (laughs) After Sackick and Patrick Kane, nobody from like 1990 really has that many. Like Yager obviously has, he has four. Ronick has four. Langenbrunner has four, but I don't think, like I didn't think that one was a great answer. There's really not that many other than Nicholas Backstrom. Yeah, I had to look up... uh... I had to look up Niedermeyer's playing career after I 
guess that one. He he was done. The question was 2012. He was done in 2010, and he was inducted into the Hall of Fame in 2013. So in my defense, it was a great yeah. year. In my memory. Oh, before we go, I want to talk about this. There's, so in Ryan Lambert from Puck Soup really fucking hates this take. He, they talked about it, but so obviously everyone's like trying to find a way to make McKinnon the best player in the world. Even I'll admit it's probably a fruitless endeavor. It's going to be McDavid next year again, but McKinnon's been unbelievable, but somebody rising the ranks of elite players who could potentially be a top 10 player by the end of next year is Braden point. You know, I, this, I saw you tweet this, and it's very interesting. I'm glad you brought it up because I did want to talk to you about it. Because when we did our top forwards, I, I think I remember you shitting on Braden Point whenever you popped I might have done it. I might have done that. I wish that. I, I think we did it together. I think we had fun doing it. Yeah, I mean. But I'm curious to, because I, I – I, People are saying Braden Point's a great player now. Like I see it on Twitter, and you said it, and I'm I'm curious because I'm not sold. I think there's he's weird. he's kind of like Danny Briere. Look, ooh, good one, Thank good you. name right there. He's in a lot of it was for the Flyers, but he's he's really clutch. Like Danny Briere was always clutch. He was always there in big moments. Uh, he's like a Flyers hero around here for some of these people, which is really odd, but. Braden Point does a lot of that, but he's also just really, really good. He's super fast, and there are, there were times against Boston, who I'll you know, I'll say wasn't as good as people thought it was, but that they're still a pretty good team. He was like dancing around them and setting up near perfect goals, even before Hedman won it. Like that zone entry was all on Braden Point. With Stamkos out, he's had the shoulder a little bit more of a burden, and we saw Kucherov kind of jump out of that triplets line as the best one when it was, was it Palat, Kucherov, and Johnson? I think back, like back when the Red Wings and Bolts were having playoff battles. Yeah. And Kucherov kind of jumped out of that, and obviously he won a Hart Trophy, and he's been unbelievable. Brain Point's not that much further behind Nikita Kucherov. Nikita Kucherov. Brain Point probably one of my favorite players in the league right now. Yeah, I saw people saying he's probably the best player on the or he was the best player for Tampa in that series. Uh, I saw highlights that were showing exactly what you just pointed or exactly what you just said, point out uh, him setting up plays and stuff like that. But uh, I like I like the Danny Breer. Uh, CJ Mack. Uh, that was CJ Mack's favorite player growing up. Uh, Sabres Breer. Uh, Sabres Breer. I owned a Flyers jersey when I was in high school when I lived near when I lived where I do now before I moved back. Uh it, it was a Danny Briere jersey. It was cheap, and it was fake, but it was a Danny Briere jersey. Um, Great player. Oh, my God. What was I going to say about Braden Point? It's going to drive me nuts, but the CJ Mack like Braden Point? Probably hates him. CJ, no, yeah. CJ Mack hates everything about the team. Really? Yeah. I mean, they were Red Wings killers. That's, that's how uh, I mean, I think Ken Holland was a Red Wing killer. <laughs> well. Uh, do you... Oh, my my last point, and then we'll get out of here because this is a much longer podcast than I expected. But with the way the Golden Knights are playing and everything's so equal task, and the only one who's really standing out is Robin Lehner. 
if things play out the way I think they will, and Braden Point continues on this path, he could be a losing player with a con smite. He's been that good in my mind. I don't hate that. I don't hate that take. I mean, we thought. I mean, we were talking about uh, the 2017 conference finals. Some people thought Eric Carlson wouldn't even have to play in the Stanley Cup finals to win the Conn Smythe. I mean, play. I mean, it's it's obviously happened before. I'd be interested to see how it plays out, but he's been very good. I'm. I don't want to look forward to next year, but I'm excited to see what a full season of all eyes on Braden Point is going to be. Yeah, that would be interesting. I saw I saw Victor Hedman's name getting thrown around for Conn Smythe. Very season. good. Scored the game in a goal last night. Very, very good. Or two nights ago. Uh, did we miss anything? Uh, no, I don't think so. I don't think we did. We're, what's tonight? We, we just got just one game, one tonight, game or, tonight, dude. Things are getting weird. One thing I will say is no two nights between games for travel days, which has been really awesome. But yeah, we're, yeah, we're going to go down to one game at night. It's going to break. And... And they're all going to be in Edmonton? Did I, did I understand The that conference right? finals and Stanley Cup finals are all in Edmonton. So, okay. So. All late games. Yeah, I can't wait. Hey, hey. The Stanley Cup will be in Edmonton during Connor McDavid's tenure. So, let's just be happy about that. Wow. Yeah, I don't ever want to hear anybody complain. Exactly. He, hey, hey. Connor McDavid brought the Stanley Cup to Edmonton. <laughs> I was just going to say, yes. Uh, I don't think we missed anything. We're looking forward to tonight's game. Hey, obviously the Avs are going to win tonight. All right. Obviously. Obviously. We're only doing one obviously because it's the only one that matters. Uh, next week we will talk conference finals, obviously. I guess we have two obviously. Uh, and anything else that happens between now and then, remember if you hate any of our takes, find us on Twitter. If you have a question for us, find us on Twitter. If you just want to complain that we're bad find us on instagram because that got taken down for maria for at zach mac or no it's zach mac at i'm at hosted by kj this was at puck puck pass pod we thank you guys so much for listening go abs go knights go islanders we'll see you next week see you we saw no light we saw no signal be sure to follow your hosts on twitter at gearholtz underscore k at belly up zach mac and at Puck Puck Pass Pop.